Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. Today, before we start our month-long celebration of Arbor Day, I'm going to tell you about the Davy Planting Project. You can get free seeds for a tree by just sending us an email. The address is podcasts at davy.com. Let me spell that for you. It's podcasts, plural, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, at davy, D-A-V-E-Y, dot com. You've got till April 30th, so send that email, and we'll send the seeds right back to you. Well, to kick off our month-long celebration of Arbor Day, I'm joined by Natalie McNeil. She's a district manager for the Davy Tree Expert Company out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And first off, Natalie, I always thought it'd be so cool to live in Colorado. I see all those pictures of mountains and stuff, and then I get all these news reports of snow in April. <laughs> yeah. We can definitely get snow in April, even up as late as June sometimes, but wow. it usually doesn't stick around that long. Uh, so so in celebration of Arbor Day, let's talk tree planting, spring tree planting. You know, I love fall tree planting, but I always put lots of stuff in in the spring. You know, for, for a regular homeowner, what would you say the biggest mistake that they make when they plant a tree is, or is there just one mistake? <laughs> Yeah, oftentimes there's many mistakes, but it really starts with tree selection and the selection of the spot that you want to put the tree. So right tree, right place. And I'm sure, like me, as you drive around your city, you see wrong tree, wrong place, even, and this is what drives me nuts, in new construction. Yes. <laughs> and it's a great spot for the first 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. then then it outgrows its spot or um, it's just not an appropriate tree for the location. So talk about selecting a, a tree for your landscape. You know, there's a lot of variables on, as a homeowner, what you should be thinking about when you want to choose a, a tree. This is a, a long-term investment. Yes, most definitely. You want to make sure that you are, you have the space for the tree to grow. Um, space is critical. So you know, trees get big and their their growth, um, there are trees that stay more narrow. There's trees that uh, get wider and trees that get taller. You want to know if you want shade for your house and where that placement is going to be to provide you the most benefit from the shade. You know, different things like that. Do you ever have, I mean, do they trust you when you when you when when you're talking to somebody or do you have to convince them sometimes? I find that People don't want to know how big that tree is going to get sometimes. They just want to put it in place where it's going to be, wow, it looks great today. And as you said, 10 years down yes. the road, you've you've wasted 10 years and you're probably going to have to just remove that tree, which is a heartbreaker. Yeah, or severely prune it so it's not interfering with your house or your driveway or the street or the sidewalk. So, um, yeah, it's sometimes difficult to... Um, convey what that tree is going to look like um, 10, 15 years from now, because we're just thinking in the moment. I want a nice 
looking healthy tree in my front yard, you know, something like that. So it, it can be a, a challenge sometimes to make the selection. And our job as arborists is to educate and to educate the homeowner and make sure that they're making an informed decision of the tree they choose to, to put in their, in their prop on the property. And let's go back to, to somebody who's, who's going to plant it themselves. I know that, that there's an issue with uh, how deep that tree goes. And I know that's an important issue. Yeah. Planting higher is always going to be better than planting lower with new tree establishment. You always want the top of that root ball of the tree to be a slightly above the ground. Um, the tree will have a better chance of survival because oftentimes the nurseries have um, soil on top of the actual roots and the root flare of the tree. So you wanna make sure that you're up high enough that that root flare of, of the trunk of the tree comes out. Give me some more information about the root flare. I think that's that's critical. Talk talk root flare like I've never heard the word root flare before. Yeah. <laughs> so root flare is where you get the base of the tree connects to the root system of the tree. And you'll often see a, a flare out at, at the bottom, kind of like, you know, just a, a, a widening at the base of the tree. And so that's where a lot of really nice fibrous roots for the tree are going to be and a lot of good feeder roots for the tree that aid in root establishment. So you want to make sure that that is as high as possible on the ground, or not too high, but, you know, definitely within the, you know, an inch above your your base level of your soil so that you can get good establishment of those, those roots. And the concern is that, that a, a homeowner would bury that thinking yes. that, what are they thinking actually if they're, when they're putting it too deep? I, I see that all the time, but what are they thinking? Well, oftentimes it's, it's, you know, that flare is covered up okay, with can't soil, see it. soil on t when you purchase the tree from, from nurseries, which is okay when it's in the nursery. Um, but when you have to kind of expose that root flares oftentimes, so it's not noticeable. So you think you just plant it at the level of the top of the soil of, of the container or the, the bald and burlap tree that you purchased. So I'm glad you brought up bald and burlap because, you know, we've got, I see bare root. I see them in like plastic pots and then I see them bald and burlap. Is there one that's better than the other or does it depend on the tree or how, if, if you had your druthers, and I was putting a tree in, does it matter if it's one of those three ways or what, what do you, th what's your thinking there? It doesn't really matter. I um, mean, they come in all three of those forms. Um, bare root is going to be a smaller version of a tree. Uh, usually a container grown tree is going to be a, you know, medium size. And then the bald and burlap are going to be your more um, sort of established young trees that are in there. So we always say anytime you plant a tree, smaller is better because it allows the tree to establish in its environment quicker. So when you plant a, a larger tree, it's already been growing in a certain environment and then you're moving it to another environment. So sometimes those soil mediums don't match. And so it takes a little more time to establish. Gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I was assuming the opposite. I was assuming putting in a bigger tree would be better. Wow, that... That's good to yeah. know, and that's going to save me some money, Natalie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oftentimes, your small, the smaller tree will catch up to the growth rate of your larger tree that you plant in a short period of time. 
um, the larger tree has instant gratification. But you just made a hundred nursery growers cry. Yeah, there are many cases for bald and burlap trees, and then that's the most commonly planted tree in a in a home, you know, landscape for sure. So I find the the right size tree. I find that I want one that either has flowers or doesn't or for shade. But when I'm looking for a spot, now this is something that that I, I struggle with. If I'm looking for a spot for this tree, I've got an area where the size is going to be right. But what about the quality of the soil? I know, well, at least I've heard that I'm not supposed to add anything when I plant a tree into that planting hole. So So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you don't really want to do a lot of soil amendments when you're planting. Um, you want to loosen up some compaction so that the you, you always want to plant your plant or dig your planting hole wider than the the root ball of your tree, two to three times wider than than the root ball, so that you have a good loose, uncompacted soil medium for the roots to establish. But that tree is going to grow in the soil that you currently have on your property for years to come. So Amending the soil may give it, I guess, a false sense of security when it's trying to establish the roots and when it gets out into the actual soil medium that's present on your property, it will struggle. Well, what do you do when you come up, you've got the right spot? Like say, for instance, you guys, the, the pros, you, you go to a place, this is the place for the tree and, and you dig and you say, oh, that, that's clay, that's rock, that's shale, that's bad. How do you how do you do that then? You um, move the tree. <laughs> that's the plan. That, or, that's the plan that I use. I'll, I'll never. I will never plant in one of these areas that that is pure clay. So you just yeah. You, you just. I'm always looking around in that area to find better soil. Is that the idea? Yeah, and oftentimes you won't. You you know it's difficult to find that better soil in in a urban setting for sure. Sometimes. Um, but you make you, you make the best effort you can to plant it in a in a place that has a de- a decent soil medium for the trees to establish. Okay, well I found uh, the right place. I've got the right soil. I've got it at the right depth. I've dug my my hole uh, two or three times bigger than the root ball. What do I have to do to assure that tree is going to to perpetuate uh, for the next twenty years? Water, water, water. <laughs> <laughs> Um, new trees require a decent amount of water to get established. Um, and so you're going to have to uh, keep up with frequent watering, especially within the first four months. Um, and really, depending on the size of the tree, you know, it can take up to three years for a two inch diameter tree to establish a root system after planting. So, um, you know, regular monthly watering once the tree's in the ground for a year, even through the winter time, which a lot of people don't um, realize that watering their trees in the winter time is important. Um, and mulching, uh, proper mulching, uh, will help the tree retain moisture. Well, listeners can't see your smile, <laughs> but I can see your smile when you say the word mulching, proper <laughs> mulching. And certainly uh, on this podcast, we've talked a lot about it, but we we must be reminded. I want to tell you a real quick story. I, I got a, an email yesterday from a woman who who commented on a local landscaper uh, showing pictures of this installation, and it had volcano mulch. And since she is, you know, 
familiar with with my mantra about volcano mulch, she just ripped them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know what their answer was? The customer wanted it that way. Uh, no. <laughs> so let give it to me. Give me the right way to mulch that tree. Do not volcano mulch <laughs> your tree. You should have an even layer of mulch around the base of the tree in the root zone of your tree, three to four inches deep. And that mulch should be probably about four to six inches away from the trunk of the tree. How did it begin? How did Vulcan? I don't know. No one knows yet. <laughs> everywhere I go, just like you, I'm sure when you see it, you just, oh, because yeah. piling that bark, I mean, I'm sorry, piling that mulch up onto the, the trunk and onto the bark is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, there's so many things that that can, so many problems that can lead to with fungal problems, root rot, um, and just poor establishment of the tree with the with the volcano. I want to get back to watering because oftentimes people don't know how much water to give. Let's just, for instance, a two-inch caliper tree if rain is scarce, or let's just say rain isn't scarce, how do I know when to water early on? Yeah, so for a new tree on establishment, you want to water, you know, th pretty much every day for the first couple weeks. Okay. Um, and, it, you know, the general rule of thumb is a gallon to a gallon and a half of water per inch caliper of tree. So if you plant a two-inch tree, you're going to be somewhere around two gallons per watering and for the first, you know, few weeks, two to three weeks, you wanted water daily to help establish that. Um, there are lots of rain gauges that you can purchase and put at the base of your tree to see how much natural moisture you get. Here in Colorado, we don't get a lot of natural moisture. So it's important for that initial establishment. And then for the first four months, you're probably going to water two to three times a week at that same level. And of course, out there in the winter, you probably have two feet of great snow cover for <laughs> insulation. Up in the mountains, we certainly <laughs> do. But on the front range in the urban corridor, we don't get a lot of snow. Okay. Um, although we just came off of a really heavy snow. <laughs> but um, we don't get a lot of moisture in the winter time. So, you know, w winter watering here is, is pretty Pretty critical. So I'm in the east, and I put I put a tree in in the spring. I, I water it all summer, but then at a certain point, usually my ground freezes solid. Is that when I'm stopping, or do I can I still water? No, you can still water if it you know you're going to have some warmer temperatures. But yeah, you, I mean you have to watch the freezing temperatures in the back east. We don't get a lot of frozen ground here in Colorado uh, very often, so. Um, and because it's so dry, we're, you know, we get under 16 inches of moisture in a year. So, you know, for us, it's, we, we can water all winter long. Well, when talking Arbor Day, how about a few favorite trees? Uh... Oh, the old standbys, you know, the maples and the oaks. And um, I have a Kentucky coffee tree in my front yard, which is a great tree for Colorado. Well, we can throw um, it out east too. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that tree. Why you love that tree? Because we—I don't think I've talked about that in the podcast. Yeah, here we love that tree because it it leaves out late, so it misses the the late um, spring freezes that we get, um, and it and it loses its leaves early, so it doesn't the early freezes don't impact it as well. 
It's got a great branching structure, structure, very little maintenance requirements on it. It's really a good tree. And of the maples, I'm going to throw out sugar maple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the East Coast of Canada, and so sugar maple is is my favorite. We don't have many sugar maples here in Colorado. but <laughs> I, I think about 90% of the tree experts I ask, I expect to hear some kind of weird tree I've never heard about, but it's sugar maple that always comes back. That's why I threw it out there. Yeah, some nostalgia there for, you know... <laughs> There's, it's a it's an old staple, so to speak. There's nothing like them when they when they change color. Yeah, yeah, they're gorgeous. So I noticed at the end of your email uh, a title I hadn't seen before. Tell me, tell me, you're technically uh, your ISA not certified, but yes, yeah, certified. But then the next step. Yeah, so I'm an ISA board certified master arborist. And so that's the highest level of certification that the International Society of Arboriculture offers. Um, so it's a step above this, the certified arborists. Um, and it's just, it, you know, it's a more detailed, we have to, continuing education is, is more stringent with our categories that we have to uh, maintain that in, science categories. And um, it, it takes a while to be qualified to, to uh, be able to apply to take that certification. And you just have to have a broad understanding from, you know, residential uh, tree care to municipal tree care, utility, um, just kind of the whole broad understanding of the industry in general. Tell me how you found your way to trees. Well, I grew up on the east coast of Canada, surrounded by trees. Uh, went to school for forestry, thought I was going to be working out in the woods and uh, did an internship with Davey uh, before I graduated and fell in love with the urban setting and I love talking to people about their trees. So um, started my career as an urban urban forester and arborist and um, still doing it and loving it every day. All right, Natalie, I sure appreciate your time and, and teaching us finally the right way to plant a tree and keep it going. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Next week, we continue our month-long celebration of Arbor Day with some great stories and fun interviews. Don't forget to email podcasts, that's plural, at davy.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at davy, D-A-V-E-Y.com for your free tree seeds as part of the Davy Planting Project. You've got till April 30th, so send that email and we'll send the seeds right back to you.